Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from sunny California, now living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. This is Alex Schur. I am proudly representing the Northeast, and I'm also speaking to everybody with Jason in Beijing. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. So I thought we would talk about trains in China. Have we ever Again, talked about no. that oh before? Oh my God, did we? I don't think we ever did. <laughs> we talked too much about it, actually. Uh, but today I've got a special twist, and that is I got really hooked on Twitter. And so I found uh-huh. this tweet by Southwest Airlines where they mm-hmm. show an entire group of people who are, I guess, are going to Honolulu. And every one of them got a ukulele. So imagine getting on an airplane. Wow. And every single person sitting in every single seat and every has single cabin has a ukulele and they have a I guess it's a 20 minute lesson before they took the ukuleles away. And so they posted wow. this on Twitter and immediately they got, you know, a few thousand likes. I think it's a 4000 likes that when I took a picture of it 8 hours after they posted it, someone else posted it and they were like this is like a nightmare. Hang on, quote <laughs> Hard to imagine a worse thing being stuck on a plane. And there he got 92,000 likes in the same amount of time. So I think it's a really nice marketing opportunity for Southwest. For Southwest, yeah, Southwest like- I feel like Southwest <laughs> is one airline who's trying to do everything great, but providing amazing <laughs> You know, because I don't know if you've seen those videos where the Southwest airline um, flight attendants were doing like really funny dance when they were demonstrating the safety measures really? and oh god there's so many videos of like funny flight attendants when they were um going through all of their uh routine messages mm. and they were so creative when it comes to <laughs> anything but actual services you know oh, i didn't want to pick on them too bad but i'm just you know like i'm sure that a lot of people it was they were trying to do marketing and it yeah, they com- are and completely failed because <laughs> like a very small minority. If, if you count the votes of the people liking these two different tweets, you get a few thousand for liking and then tens, you know, almost yeah. 100,000 disliking for hating the same amount of time. <laughs> so in that first eight hour window, you get people basically voting that this was a horrible, horrible idea. And I would be among those people that are like. You did what? Are you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love instruments. I've always wanted to be able to play ukulele or mm. guitar, but I don't I'm not sure if being confined in a tiny space <laughs> like an airplane and with every single person, I think I'm pretty good at music. But God forbid if there are other people who are passionate about instruments, but they're just really bad at it. Imagine it would this. have been a torture. You know that mom that always gets on with a bag full of candy or whatever earplugs and stuff with their baby. And, and then they get on this and then like you hear music playing and like it's loud and you're in, in like an enclosed space with hundreds of people yeah. lot trying to not play an instrument, learn an instrument. Very, very important keyword oh to, to distinguish. Like pick your poison. Do you want 10 
crying babies or a hundred people <laughs> trying to play ukulele. I like the idea of this. So and a better idea would be like, hey, guys, as you deboard the plane, we're going to pass out ukuleles to everybody. And right? everyone so would, like, you Yay! go home and practice on your own time. Everyone would cheer and it would be quiet 30 seconds later. Yeah. But no. <laughs> they were like, we're going to do this midair. We're going to do this right now. Everyone pick up your instrument. <laughs> Actually, I think in their tweet, they, they tried to qualify it. They tried to say it wasn't a terrible thing because they said, and, and I quote, oh, don't worry. We took them away 20 minutes later. So I'm just imagining 20 minutes in hell. And of course, those babies that are going to cry for 30 more minutes because yeah. of that 20 minutes. Mom's probably gotten them ready, gone through some, or dad, gotten them some kind of ritual to get the baby to be quiet, like to, that's specific to their baby. There's <laughs> child and now the baby's just going to be freaking out <laughs> like all the passengers are going to have to deal so with that. So I guess that. you can't choose two without having one as a consequence. Then again, yeah, yeah, there's that. But also who's bringing a baby to Honolulu is another question. You're listening to The Bridge. So I thought today we would talk about, you know, some of the terrible things that people do on public transportation. It'll be a fun episode. Not just, oh, <laughs> China has really awesome trains, which we talk about a lot. And China does really have awesome trains. But what yeah. do people do on trains or airplanes that's really, really terrible? Mm. So I have... Are we going to follow the list? Oh, yeah. We have a list of things that are terrible to do. So these are some things that have actually happened. So this has actually happened in seat bathroom break. I'm not actually sure what that means. <laughs> and this happened where? Okay, hold on. It doesn't really matter where it happens. It's just the fact that this happened. Is it is it done by a kid or is it done by someone who has lost the ability to control it? Or was it an intentional act? It says, end quote, a passenger flying with Alaska Airlines in March of 2022 struck recent. a flight attendant and urinated in his seat oh my God. after refusing between eight to ten requests to put on his mask. So uh, this gentleman, okay, I get it. There's people who don't like wearing masks. This exists. It's something that exists in society. I don't understand. But then there's <laughs> retribution by being yourself. <laughs> who are you? Who are you trying to punish? Oh my gosh, that doesn't sound. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Really, the seat can be clean, but your dignity cannot, sir. <laughs> it will no longer, it will go away with the urine that just like how that left your body. And now, now you have to sit in that seat until you deboard. So I don't, is this close to when the flight is I feel landing? like once you do something like that, if it's in a regulated environment, you would have been taken away by somebody. Maybe they were intoxicated. I can, That's the only thing I can think of, but it doesn't say in this article, which is passengers behaving badly, worst in flight incidents of 2021. Um, oh, it's just last year. Yeah, it's not even in year. history. Just last year. This is according to NewsNationalNow.com. Mm. So the, the next one is pretty, I mean, it's terrible. It is also what you would expect, assault a flight attendant. You know, oh unfortunately, God, we have seen kind. so many like Twitter, IG, the news, where people attack flight attendants and other passengers. This yeah. is just ludicrous. I mean, come on. Okay. If you cannot control yourself when you're drinking alcohol, don't drink alcohol on a plane. And, yeah. and a lot of the time, it's not that. They're just nuts. And I've had the alcohol on, on the planes. They're not that strong. They're, yeah. They're not very, it's not like, you know, the, the baijiu that Chinese people drink at family <laughs> dinner or the vodka that you would, you know, just do shots with. Hmm. Well, you know, I had actually pretty the tamed. happen. I was on a, I'm not going to name the flight, the airline because I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass them, but I was on a flight uh, between two cities domestically. Mm. And I asked for a beer, you know, one of those looks like the half beer can <laughs> beer. And I was like, Hey, can I have a beer? They're like, yeah, sure. Everyone, mm. you know, so the, the guy 
opens it on me. I guess it was an accident. It did seem like an accident. Oh, God. But I was just like, oh, man, now I smell like beer. <laughs> and I, like, so I literally had half a beer. But when I got off that plane, it must have smelled like I was a drunk. <laughs> Probably. People were like, what is this? Why is this guy smell yeah. like beer? <laughs> what did he do? What did he go through before he boarded the plane that he had to come <laughs> off of it? Dude. Drunk. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I felt embarrassed. I, I, I didn't. The fortunate thing, I didn't really drink that much beer because there wasn't much left. <laughs> it's left on the shirt. So can I have your attention? A Delta Airlines flight was diverted in June after a passenger began making announcements on the loudspeaker. <laughs> I want to do this. If I'm going to lose my mind, this is what I want to go out doing. <laughs> Picking up the, the what do you even call that? This the the the, the me- not the megaphone, but yeah, yeah, I get, it's like a it's a receiver for a megaphone, right? So, yeah. yeah. Wow. OK, you're intoxicated. You're on an airplane. What kind of things do you start saying? Please put away your ukuleles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing that I'll say. Goodness me. So I saw this one. I mm-hmm. saw this one on the news. It was it was viral everywhere, including here in China where I heard about it. So a passenger aboard an American Airlines flight was restrained to her seat with duct tape. And with that kind of news, there's always like, oh, what did she do? Or there, there, then there will be another group of people like whatever she did, she didn't deserve, deserve that kind of treatment. If she had a knife, I don't know what. I, I would I, yeah, exactly. You have that's to why. restrain that person midair. They have in America the uh, people. I don't know what they are. Flight rangers or something. They, they, they the, the safety person. Yeah, they have. A, they are armed and they're yeah. like a special police officer for the plane that's yeah. hidden and no one knows who they are. But it's probably the really muscular guy. Probably <laughs> like if something scene. were to happen, that person needs to be strong enough to take something. Yeah. Or someone down. Do, do they have that in China? Yes, of course. I didn't know they're this. called the. They're called the in Chinese. They're, they're called the Anquanyuan. They're basically the safety police because yes, they so, are from the the it's force. The six foot two guy with the muscles. No, in they're the usually aisle. they're usually the guy. They're usually the guy. They usually wear this thing that is not a uniform per se, but they will all wear this black jacket. You're giving them away. They will let you know. Oh, or but they, it's not like oh we'll we'll put a police officer on this flight so that everybody behaves. Hmm. They're there for extreme situations yeah. or just or in case someone like we said decides to just take a bathroom break in their seat <laughs> and refuse to be taken away then this person will stand up and be like i am the air flight safety marshal and you have to follow my order oh and my do gosh. it but you can tell who they are even if they're just dressed in plain clothes they're the person that looks the most stern and serious and you look at their eyes you're like those eyes are observing like they're not just <laughs> your eyes are like oh Look at the seat. Look at the people around. Look out the window. Yeah, their their eyes are like you know trying to scan everybody without trying to show off, trying to like tell everybody who I am. And I mean, I mean, just keep imagining they have to be aisle because they need to get up and move some around the plane quickly. Yeah, they're usually at the very very rear of the aircraft and sitting by the aisle. You don't see them coming. (laughs) Maybe. And if you turn back and look at them, they will see you. Well, I imagine there's probably, if you have the big international flights on the 777s or a couple of these guys. You would you would have to, because it's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, something, it's not even so extreme as to someone is trying to hijack the plane. It's just like, there. sometimes people just act up for no reason. Yeah, it's bizarre. These headlines read like something surreal. It doesn't seem like, because I get on the plane, I get nervous. I'm like, oh gosh, we're on a plane. You know, yeah. it's, there's the obvious danger <laughs> of being in a metal tube in the air but then there's also like you know <laughs> keeping to yourself and not annoying people you're going to be on this thing for oh, I don't know, say God. five hours or ten hours you don't want to annoy the person next to you because you're going to have to deal with them this is social awkwardness of it so you would think that people would be especially well behaved in this environment you're listening to the bridge 
can I just be an awful person for two minutes and complain? <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. I was on a morning flight one day mm. and here's my non like unsolicited advice to all parents to not take your kids on the morning flight. Usually <laughs> if you take your kids on an afternoon flight, people didn't have to wake up early and they, you know, usually all had lunch when they're in the air with you. So they're probably in a better mood than people who are on that AM <laughs> flight where they didn't have breakfast, didn't get enough sleep. I was on that 8 AM flight once and there were like five, it was like one, five moms with five children, you know? Mm. And so they were taking up like the seats mm. behind me or sitting on the side. They were going to go on this amazing trip where it is like, you know, like a mom and child trip. And the kids that are sitting behind me are all six to eight years old where they could mm. be disciplined mm-hmm. for sure they're mm-hmm. not tiny babies where yeah. they, they couldn't express themselves for some reason they were super excited when the plane started to take off mm-hmm. one of them decided to say oh my god it's so cool and then every single one followed suit wow so i had five kids right behind me just going oh my god <laughs> this is so cool and they said cool for like a whole minute mm. and that entire flight every time one kid said anything the other four kids would just copy in louder volume wow i really wanted to turn around and be like this is this is ridiculous and they had a pillow fight behind me as well <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds like they had a great flight they had definitely had one of the best flights of their lives so like for 8 a.m alex this just was not i was trying like just really using every strength i had to be a civilized person <laughs> Yeah, I wonder about that sometimes. It doesn't seem like there are any kind of age restrictions or like anything like that because you get babies on planes. I felt like if they're older than five or six, they shouldn't just be running around and throwing pillows and hitting each other with pillows. You know, I always feel like it's a mixed bag what the rules are going to be about phone use and headphone use or computer use. So in addition to headphones, I also always bring the little orange earplugs you can pick up at like a corner store yeah and just just okay she says i can't use my phone i'm not gonna have to listen to anything because i don't want to have to hear like the kid down the aisle who's freaking out those never worked for me those earplugs they never i don't know there's something wrong with the shape of my ear they, i guess they make it quieter it's not that you can't hear anything. true i guess it's just that it's not as that baby noise is not quite as they screechy keep falling out so just... <laughs> you get the little ones you can squish right and then yeah yeah and they keep falling out i don't know why that's very strange <laughs> i have weird ears that is this is acknowledged everybody please. Oh, i did not mean to <laughs> say that the shape of your ears was bizarre because i've never actually looked at the interior of your ear hmm <laughs> this one is obviously choking a flight attendant and then next one is i will break your neck so you get the idea violence yeah this, but, these are kind of things were like why do, why should someone even be told not to do <laughs> i mean i just don't understand because obviously you know people who are traveling have like you know the enough money for a ticket and stuff yeah. and like you would assume that they are not just gonna go wild or whatever but i guess you know maybe they should just make alcohol illegal on it flights because a lot for a lot of people they drink a drink or two to help them calm down yeah but you get a very small minority of people who drink a lot of alcohol and then the opposite effect occurs. it comes with a ticket <laughs> more wine like okay so impromptu announcement in october on delta someone was escorted to the back of the plane after they pulled out her own microphone microphone and amplifying device oh my god are you so she serious? planned this she oh planned my this god. in an attempt to lecture her fellow flyers on the reasons the pandemic started oh my gosh 
Wow. Oh, okay. Was man. she going? Does she have an actual destination or did she pay a plane ticket just to do that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe she just was like, I'm going to go teach them. They'll be trapped in there. No they one can't will run away from me. my lecture. <laughs> Jesus. That's great. So Cookie Thief. In November, the FAA leveled $32,000 against a single Horizon, I've never heard of Horizon Air, Horizon Air passenger who punched and screamed at her husband and son repeatedly. Wow. Oh, okay. wow. That's wow. um. what did they do? I want to know the deeper. <laughs> we need to make the TV made movie. The son did something wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, he, she punched both of them. Something happened in that, that in that family. Oh, wow. That Yeah, that is more dysfunctional than just a little accident on an airplane. All right. So I found this other website, farandwide.com, and it's celebrities behaving badly. So people are going to have to know who these celebrities are. So uh, Christian Slater, you, do you know who this is? No, really. He's in a bunch of old movies from the 80s and 90s, but he's still around in like B-movie roles and stuff. He at one time, he he was very, very, very popular. And he was leading man in a lot of movies. Not but anymore, I guess. Joking. I'm joking, <laughs> joking. Alec Baldwin. Do you know how Alec Baldwin is? I do, I do, I do. A lot. Okay. So mm. apparently he was too intoxicated to board, board his flight. But that was a... No, he, he refused to comply with the attendant's reminder to turn off his cell phone yeah. before flight taking off. This was 2011. You know, when I see him, he always seems like such a sweetheart in TV and stuff. But you never know how people really are. I love him in 30 Rock and, you know... What's 30 Rock? Oh, God, it's a it's a comedy series. You should watch it. You would love it, especially now that you're we're both like in production. It sounds like Third Rock from The Sun, you know, the TV show. Oh, no, but it's 30 Rock, <laughs> like 30 Rockefeller, mm. uh, Rockefeller Avenue. So this is Naomi Campbell. You've, you're familiar with her. I've actually certainly. I've actually had an encounter with her. Oh, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us the story. Um, it, it's probably going to tie back to this as well, because we went to see the premiere of a show that we really liked back then called The Empire, uh, where Naomi Campbell had a role in it. Me and my friend got to, I think it was the at the Carnegie Hall in New York, and we mm -hmm. got there late. So when we tried to go, we couldn't go in through the regular elevator. The lady was like, oh, you just go in from this elevator. And when the elevator door opened... Naomi Campbell was standing mm. in the elevator. Apparently she was late as well, because by the time we arrived, she was supposed to be on stage uh. at the, on the, with the rest of the cast already. And she seemed a little, you know, intoxicated. Oh, and, yeah? and she had, she had a whole bunch of people, uh, with her, of course, her security people. And we're like, Oh my God. This I think you're your name, Naomi Campbell. You can be late to things and they'll wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. She was, she was so gorgeous in person. And I was very close. We're, we were confined in an elevator mm. space and it was a very amazing experience. You know, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I am sure that when I left at the, when I exited the elevator and looked back, she smiled at me, but well, that's very kind. I could be wrong, She's but she was a little intoxicated in this story, less kind, but I mean, I guess she had a reason to be upset this, you know, I think firstly, I want to say that, you know, something that someone did in 2008 should not be held over their head for their life. So I'm not trying to defame Naomi Campbell, but apparently she had a meltdown when her luggage was traveling to the wrong destination. <laughs> I well, well, you have to think about her luggage versus our luggage. Okay, exactly. I, my laptop or whatever, I'm going to have it next week. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. But if she doesn't have her wardrobe with her, her wardrobe, she may be ca like carrying like designer wardrobe that is part of the show. Yeah. And now she arrives at some show. She doesn't have that designer's piece. She's literally not able to 
carry out the function of her job. That, and usually those designer outfits are, you know, not borrowed, but they could wear it for a little bit and they have to return it mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. to the designer for whatever reason, either to get it retailed or so much. Money. And they're so, so expensive. Money. So the, the stress that those, that's kind of situation. I have a little more lenience towards. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're stressed out. I get it. You're listening to The Bridge. Next person we're not trying to defame on our list of people we're (laughs) attempting to not defame is David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Um, I think he's internationally famous, so I'm I'm guessing you know who he is. Only because I watch dance shows. What's the S shows? The dance shows that he was on. Oh, I know he was in dance shows. I didn't know what they were called. I mean, he's a Knight Rider. I'm sorry, 1980s show where he's the hero and he has drives <laughs> Sorry, a car. was born in 1989. <laughs> okay. And he's also Baywatch, the original Baywatch. He was like the guy. He was the hunk mm. in Baywatch. And he's also really famous. He's German. He's famous in Germany. He also gave a speech from like the top of the Berlin Wall during the- Oh, yeah, wow. He, he's, he's famous for so many different reasons. And uh, apparently in 2006, this is the one. He was too <laughs> intoxicated to board. But, you know, I can see that. Based it's on- David Hasselhoff. He's got that like, ha, ha, ha. I'm so suave personality. <laughs> I could see him standing there like, why don't you just let me on? I have a ticket. (laughs) I have a ticket. You can get on at a later flight, Mr. Hasselhoff. (laughs) You're listening to The Bridge. So here's another article from EditionCNN.com. 20 most rude and annoying things passengers do on planes. So these are the things Mm. now that we are down to brass tacks that you should not do on the airplane. So this is overhead bin abuse. And I'm not really sure. Like, what does that mean? You put too much stuff up there? I guess. Wouldn't they catch you before you get on, before you board? So here's the thing. There are people who have their little handbags and people who have their carry-on luggage. Mm. And usually they could be a little more lenient if you just had an extra bag mm-hmm. that's bigger. Mm-hmm. And then you put it on there and then there's your jacket. There's whatever. Oh. Everything else. So like basically one person could take up the entire overhead bin wow. that's above the seat. When you're supposed to just have one bag that goes up there. Especially if you maybe have- two if you have like an extra bag. Yeah, maybe two. One, your normal bag and your, your, your handbag or whatever. Yeah. And then if you have a backpack with uh, laptops in it, don't you want to just put it under your feet? I don't want my laptop to be like bumped around on the I usually overhead. hold my jacket or whatever. Or Same. Like keep it with me. They have that little hook too. Although I think they say don't use the hook. It depends on the air- It could be airline. too heavy. But still, I mean, just be a little more considerate. People want to be close to their bag. Because they feel more secure if they can have it near yeah. them. And if if you if some people are abusing the space, that means that some other people who board later are going to have their bag like several aisles away from them. And it's going to be kind of a challenge to deboard later. That's why I try to just get in front of the line every time they're like, OK, fly CZ, whatever, whatever. We're going to start boarding now. I'm like, OK, let's run. We have to be in the front <laughs> because if we didn't have any luggage, it's fine. But if we did, chances are we're not going to have enough room and being far away from our luggage is already not too bad of a situation. Sometimes you have to recheck in your luggage. They have to take your luggage away from you because there's simply not enough overhead bin space. I had the opposite happen to me one time. I was flying from South Korea back to the United States Mm. and someone in America, while I was in South Korea, they decided to buy me a guitar in South Korea from a South Korean shop. That's a very good friend. It was my birthday and I woke up that morning and a guitar showed up at my front door (laughs) and I was like, no one told me who it was. And I was begging 
bugging my friends online for days before someone finally copped to it. But uh-huh. it was I was boarding this plane and I knew maybe they're going to take it away from me. Yeah. But I thought I'll just try. And I got on the plane and I was like, I have this guitar and my bag. Can will you help me? And they were like, no problem. We'll just put it over here. And she set it aside. And so, yeah, I got to bring my guitar back with me to the United States. It's always super tricky traveling with uh, musical instruments. So you were, you were extremely lucky with that. But you know what I do now? I've got to say, I'm very snooty about how I travel. I don't want to travel with a bunch of stuff. Mm. So I I have my clothes on me and maybe two pairs of clothes and a backpack and maybe Mm. a computing device of some kind. Mm. That's it. I won't bring anything else and I won't check luggage because I am sick of standing there waiting for the carousel (laughs) to come around so I can carry a bag with me to the hotel. Why not just get off the plane and go? Like, so I want to be that. I am that kind of traveler now. The problem, okay, I shouldn't say the problem. My wife (laughs) does not agree with that philosophy all the time. So we still end up having to stand there waiting for her bags. (laughs) Um, We we try to, I can't, I hate waiting because sometimes it takes so long. And then again, you give yourself the chance to be separated from your luggage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which happened once. I think I traveled, I flew back from the United States I was here and my luggage was not. And that just one day. I mean, granted, the airport was super nice. The airline was really um, helpful. They located my luggage and they helped me mail my luggage to our apartment. I didn't have to go anywhere to pick it up. But still, just the two days of waiting for the clothes that didn't matter still was a lot on my mind. If Mm. I could take my luggage with me, I'll just take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. You're listening to The Bridge. Number 19, I disagree with. Okay. Number 19 is taking ages to choose a movie. And the context here is that you have your own space. I'm sorry, if my neighbor has a problem with the fact that I'm picky about what movie I'm like, that's their problem, not my problem. I laughed at this one so hard when I was reading down the list because I was like, this is exactly what I would do sometimes when (laughs) usually when I'm on like an international um, flight because it is like 13 hours or even seven hours is a long time. Mm. And then I go through the movie because I personally... I'm very indecisive when it comes mm, to just mm, making decisions. Mm. I'm a super indecisive person. So don't ask me to order at restaurant. Don't ask me what movie I want to watch because I will go through 20 minutes without coming. Yeah, I'm like that at home too. I like a check, check now. Oh yeah, yeah I have these 50 up movies, but none of those are good enough. Like it, yeah. I don't want to watch some <laughs> B movie or like, sorry, some sequel to a sequel or a spinoff or something. No, no, if it's not good, I won't watch it, but I do want to watch something. And if yeah. my neighbor has it that it's not their screen yeah so like i'm sorry that i maybe it's the person in front right because you're still touching the screen where their head is on i don't know i mean if i want to if i want someone else on board to help me figure out what i want to watch then you better be quick to sign <laughs> on a movie so i can watch it well it's also you know i actually like being this is the opposite and it's very strange and i don't understand i like being held captive by a movie that everyone has to watch because if it's like suddenly it's like fraggle rock the movie Okay, I don't want to watch that, but, but suddenly everybody's like, talking about it. Well, it's on, and then I'll get into it anyway. <laughs> I did. I do tend to watch movies that are not critically acclaimed mm. when I'm when I'm flying international, mm. just a pastime. Mm. And I was like, it's a, the screens. I know that it's the best that we can get, and most of the airlines are already doing their best to put something there that's as enjoyable as they can be. It's not it's not a great viewing experience. So I was like, to match that kind of viewing experience, I'll pick movies that are also in that bracket. Wow. Like, oh, ouch. I was so 
I guess with that said, I'm not going to name any movie that I've watched. I, I was thinking I wanted to name some movies, but I don't feel like shaming any directors or producers today. Number 18, I, I feel mixed feelings. Compulsive leg shaking. Some people just can't stop. I mean, that's the way they are. So I feel kind of like yeah. I don't have that problem. But if someone, as long as they're not bouncing the the person in front of them or behind them's yeah. tray or something, I think just let them do their thing. Yeah. I don't bounce. Otherwise, I'd probably be a lot thinner. Um <laughs> <laughs> you, they, they burn a lot of calories that way. I want to pick up that habit, but I just can't seem to. My mom always tries to stop me from doing it. She's like, it's unladylike. Uh, maybe I should huh. tell her that it burns calories. It does, though, yeah. right? I mean, you're moving. So board. this is you. Boarding before group number is called. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't board before my group number is called. I'll just wait there uh-huh. That's not for what my I number. <laughs> no, I've never actually been on a plane where there was a group number. It's always like elderly and soldier kind of people. And then everyone else. That's what I've always had. I felt like they did that for a while when I was in the United States around maybe 2014 to 2016. There's always like a boarding group. Like mm. you would be like A, B, C, D, E or one, two, three, four, five. Mm. And then sometimes. And so like I remember because I remember when I would get like boarding group five and you think, oh, it's last because one is first. Mm. But then they're like, mm. oh, no, five is in the back of the aircraft. So you, so you could first. go on first. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But then every airline has just different rules. Mm. And so you would be like, sometimes you get E, you're like, oh, that's amazing. But then E gets on last. Mm. So, yeah, I guess every airplane deals with things differently. The next one is the <laughs> one. my pet peeve. <laughs> I think this is frustrating because there's a oftentimes. Oh, so baby's crying. Mm. If you're a mom or dad and you need to move your baby from, I don't know, Georgia to Washington. You have to fly. And yeah, like we're moving. Yeah. This is our new home over here. That's not yeah. like you're just going to, okay, so I don't inconvenience a few people. I'm going to drive three days across the country or no. something. No. So there's not really a way around it. Now, if you're going to Honolulu, there's no reason you should bring, <laughs> your baby's not going to remember your trip to Honolulu. So maybe leave her with grandma or something, yeah. and then you could bring them when they're five. I don't know. I I, I, I have so, I, I never get annoyed with, you know, really young babies, like, mm. you know, like infants that they cry. This is, I think this is evolutionary. The baby's voice is meant to call attention to it because it needs to eat or it has a problem and you need, it can't take care of itself and it needs an adult human to make sure that its biological needs are met so that it is safe and alive and all that stuff. Yeah. So the sound is really intrusive. Anxiety inducing a little bit. Yes. But for me, because I know that's what they're trying, like they have no other option. So Mm. I don't really get, get mad at them. And usually the mom because like motherhood is still new to moms who who bring little babies on the airplane so they would be a little bit you know apologetic they would try to look at you be like oh sorry what i can't stand is kids like not babies <laughs> crying I'm like five six seven year olds like you could you could tell them what to do and not to do they've learned they should have learned and then they were like, they're still screaming and kicking i've had this kid in the back of my seat just non-stop why did some, yeah the question is why don't his parents or exactly parents do something about exactly that? and then if you say something that's just a little bit more harsh, they'll be like, why are you talking to my kid like that? Wow. I'd be like, your kid deserves it. <laughs> you got different kinds of families. You know, I got, I'm bragging about my parents. They were very disciplinary. Let's just mm. put it that way. There's a safe way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we went out to restaurants and things, my brothers and I were like, 
so totally silent, totally well behaved because we knew that if we weren't, then discipline would be yeah. um, used. <laughs> Jason's very careful with his words right now so that he could still be welcomed when he decides to go home. <laughs> so this is says getting huffy over bathroom visits. I've never actually seen anyone getting huffy over that. Yeah. I've seen people who obviously have small bladders and that's like, cool, whatever you want to pass by me. I, I feel like they're more embarrassed to pass over me than I feel that they passed over me. Of course. But like, you know, have you ever seen anyone getting angry about going to the bathroom? Not really. Yeah, I think this is whoever, whichever CNN writer wrote this has had some very specific experiences <laughs> to them. Um, yapping on the cell phone. I thought that was illegal. I think you like, can't, right? In this description here that the um, in the list that we have, I think this person's talking oh. right after, right after I'm here, the mom, plane I'm here. touches down. <laughs> yeah, I, people tend to do that. I feel like because the engine's really loud, they think they can just scream as the plane is taxing. Hmm. No, you you're wait five minutes. You're waiting. <laughs> Even five. Wait for thirty seconds. Also, you're way louder than the engines. So. <laughs> well, you know what? I I'm not complaining. Honestly, I think it's cute. But one of the things I always thought was really bizarre mm. is occasionally I'm on a flight where everyone starts clapping when they land. Have you been on those flights? <laughs> I have been on. I've been. I, I've flown about thirty that times is very now. Hilarious. And two. I want to say two, maybe three times. People like like were an audience and clapped like the show is over or something when you touch down and I was like, I, I mean, why is everyone? Clapping? I mean, if if you I'll had clap, a I guess if you had a bumpy, really bumpy landing or like the the wind, there was like some weird kind of wind that Which, tilted maybe, the, the yeah, airplane. Maybe they knew something I didn't know. Probably, we Jason, you were not included in the game. <laughs> That's why you missed out. That's why you should have just clapped along and see what happened. So smelly food. Hmm. I don't know. I've never really encountered that. I've been on flights where f- they serve food that was pungent, but I've yes. never where people brought on their own like stinky tofu or anything. Same. I don't think I've had that experience as well, but I did have one person who had problems with whatever food that she had consumed prior to boarding and she just you, I almost wish she could just 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 throw up because oh she kept, because she kept doing like uh, how do you say the dry heaving? Oh no! And every time she did that, she would try to put a mint in her mouth. Oh god! And I was like, I don't think that's going to help. And then every time the, the more mint you this eat, this is a terrible story. The more it makes me want to throw up oh, because no. I know how you're feeling. <laughs> I was like, oh god! So you get like a sympathetic gag response? I I absolutely will. Wow. I absolutely will. If someone throws up right next to me on a airplane i would throw up as well i think it will feel revolted but i don't think i will have a gag response. oh guys just talking about it <laughs> okay let's let's move on let's move on you're listening to the bridge Loud talking. I have not really encountered. I've actually, maybe I've been very lucky and that's the thing. It sounds like you have been, Jason. I've been very lucky. I have not hear, heard people talking loudly. Most people on the plane have a tendency of like being polite and whispering to each other and like, you know, being cool. You know, people yeah. generally, I think most people, 95% of people have a tendency of becoming more well-behaved because they know that this is a special circumstance that's temporary. I guess plane has a different kind of, it gives people a different kind of feeling because your feet are literally not on the ground or the you know the vehicle that you're in it's like up in the air and then people have this natural healthy fear of the situation mm. the only time that i was ever told to not talk um yeah it wasn't on an airplane it was on a greyhound bus and (laughs) what were you doing i was talking like this to my girlfriend just being funny alex i was just being alex 
Wow. Not the annoying version of Alex. <laughs> I was I was talking to my friend and we were just we were we might have been a little bit more excited, but we were definitely not being loud. And we're sitting in the very back mm. of the the bus. Mm. And this gentleman walked to us from the front of the bus. He made the effort to really approach us and say, "You ladies are being really obnoxious." I, I was like, "Wow, that was not a polite way to say it." If you want someone to be like, "Hey, I'm going to try to take a nap. Could you guys?" Yeah, you just bring it down a couple of notches. That's probably better than you guys are. And insert, insert yeah. insult ulting. Okay, so the next one I like this uh, just because the establishing armrest hegemony. I yes. like the way yes. that they worded that. Yeah, but like I almost always fly with my wife, so this is not a problem. So it's her problem. No, <laughs> we we, we share that. I put my arm down. She puts her arm down. We we share the armrest together with our arms together. So it's never a problem for us. Mm. You know, if you get lucky, you just have like one person to share and it's us and some unlucky person who's not us. <laughs> yeah, because I would always try to pick the aisle seat or the window seat. Mm. I mean, nobody will just voluntarily choose the middle seat. Mm. And every time mm. after mm. I board, I'm just like, oh, please, please, please. Let, let this be it. No more. No more passengers. No and more passengers. Yeah. So <laughs> number 10 is uh, really quickly poaching the middle seat because I've seen poaching on airplanes where people will spread out and, you know, just lie down. I think, yeah, I've seen that too. That's amazing that they can actually <laughs> sleep in that lie down weird position. You're listening to The Bridge. So number nine is coughing, sneezing, and germ sharing. Now, I feel like you probably couldn't get away with that in today's world. If you're like sick or have a fever, cover. who's letting you board? You know? That or even without the circumstance, cover your mouth. There's just masks are ubiquitous globally now. Yeah. So like I think this article was recent, like this year. But still, if you're sick, don't board a plane, number one. <laughs> but if you're going to have to because of some necessary reason, mask just as a favor to other people. Maybe bring some, un, some sealed un open masks for other people if they seemed annoyed here's a mask would you like it yeah yeah and some like de-germing fluid because you, you have all this always stuff have everywhere. those yeah playing games without turning the sound off i've seen kids do that yeah oh, it's it's annoying for it's me like, dude just turn the volume off for me that audio quality from the phone speaker <laughs> is so irritating i have to but i just i've learned to just bring my noise canceling headphones Number seven doesn't seem realistic to me. I'm confused. Rolling huge suitcases up the aisle. So who gets past security with this, a suitcase that's that large? Yeah. Because you're supposed to have checked it. That's more like a train problem. Yeah. This is, I think that they're getting mixed up when they wrote this article because they needed to complete a list of 20. Yeah. They weren't happy with 17. So they had to squeeze <laughs> a couple train problems on here. Yes. Number six, people behind you trying to disembark first. But this happens every time. I there just, are those I people that also go. just sit there. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, exactly. I do that often. They will I'm wait like, until everybody has left. What the heck is 10 minutes? Come on, just get off the plane. Yeah. But if you're in the aisle, unfortunately, you have to you have to move out of the way. So you end up having to disembark anyway. Yeah. Like I'm always the person who tries to just, <laughs> I try to squeeze. I wouldn't like try to get disembarked. You're before. climbing over chairs. But I was like, <laughs> if I'm already, if I'm already here standing by the aisle seat, then don't try to try to push in front of me. Mm. My boyfriend on the other, on the other hand is the nicest person in this world. And he'll be like, Oh yeah, let's go. Like go in front of me. Like, yeah, sure. Go. I'm like, can you follow me? So You're just on an airplane for three hours. <laughs> 
can't, you can wait a few minutes. I was minutes. like, I want to get off this aircraft and start walking. <laughs> Jeez, like, just come. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what, that's what's great about international flights. The plane is so big. You can During walk around. The flight, you can walk around. I know. So like people are like, oh, it's 14 hours. Yeah. But it's not as bad as a domestic flight. Yeah. And then you can just spend 30 minutes waiting for the other person to pick a movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Bridge. Um, five, neglecting personal hygiene. Oh, yeah, that's yucky. Dude. I've, I've seen I've seen people cutting their nails. Oh, no. Plane. Oh, oh The sound was, uh, again, uh, I think a lot of these problems, we can't change who they are, especially when they're just strangers that we don't know on airplane, but we can always bring noise canceling headphones oh you can't bring smell canceling headphones that's true <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could put like a pincer over your nose yeah. or something bare feet i have not seen that but i have seen socks you know where they take the shoes off mm. yeah and you know usually people don't realize their feet smell so that can be <laughs> unpleasant you need to wash your feet when you're in the shower guys yeah. okay hogging the toilet i have not really seen that who would hog the toilet the toilet yeah, the, the it's disgusting air, it <laughs> You want to be in a tiny little, <laughs> the, the, the grossest room on the airplane it and is. stay in there? Like, exactly. Like I would, I would spend a little bit more time in the bathroom at, for example, my favorite place to work at this co-working space and they have the most spacious bathrooms and it smells good and they have music <laughs> in there. And I'm like, sure, I'll read on my phone for a little bit. The, the airplane bathroom though, I think the airplane, people complain about airplane food. I think the airplane bathroom is just as bad if it's not worse. I don't think airplane food was a really good point is actually meant to feed us. I think it's meant to pass us. You're on a three-hour flight and they feed you mid-flight. It's to just make you sure that you're just like doing something to keep you occupied so you don't lose your mind. Also, yeah, exactly. It makes the journey feel shorter. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's mealtime. Okay, mealtime's over. Oh, it's cleanup time. Hey, we're landing soon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, reclining the seat, I don't know. Actually, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't care, I think. If someone reclines in front of me, whatever like i don't recline on people i don't but i don't care if someone in front of me reclines. yeah because the seats are designed to recline <laughs> well yeah there's that and the new reclining seats apparently are way better but also the book that i brought i'm not reading it anyway so it's okay exactly i bring the book and i never touch the book i did see a video though um someone like tried to lean back in their seat and the person that was that was sitting behind that person had his ipad or laptop uh, mm -hmm. out yeah and i think Neither of them wanted to, was willing to budge. Mm. So the person sitting in the front just kept like hitting his, the back of his chair. It ended up bending the, the, oh. the, the laptop screen of the person sitting behind. I'm like, at that point, I'm not saying that we should allow or, or coddle that kind of behavior, but it's definitely not worth breaking my laptop over. I will call the attention of the flight attendants yeah, or the, so. the These train two guys service are people. Go at it. And exactly. when, they, when they do, usually it seems like these things explode and it's not just the two people involved. Mm. It suddenly becomes the three aisles around them's problem. Of course. <laughs> of <laughs> and course. everyone else is just like, thank God I didn't sit over there. Yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. So the next one is the big one, I think. This is universal. Bumping the back seat. So yeah. Okay, I get it. Mealtime. Sure. It's going to be a little bumpy. Yeah. But the rest of the flight, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to kick my seat? Also, when you're putting up your uh, little, the little board, 
just push it harder instead of hitting it. <laughs> have you have you had those people who are like, oh, this won't lock because you have to push it in mm. for it to lock. Mm. And there will be just be there will just be people who's like, this doesn't go back. <laughs> Let me hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about some cultural differences yeah. because that is ultimately what our show is about. And so how are these problems not the same and the same? Mm. One of the things that we like to talk about on the show is the amazing high-speed rail. Yes. Now, if you've taken the high-speed rail, you know, you're firstly, you have more space than an airplane. And so you have more space. You have I more space. Around. You can walk around, the, you know, this, and you can be served. And like different times, you can buy food. There's no delays like an airplane. So it's very smooth. But if you're up yeah. in the, uh, I think we decided it's called first class. Yes. Not business class. Business class is it's even, the best. It's weird. The bu- it's not weird. It's, it's the most. Am- okay. Well, we'll 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 get to that point, and so we'll let we'll let our listeners first decide. First class is just really big. It's like you yeah. have a proper like chair and with yes, a, like a sofa space. seat. Almost. Yeah, and you have arms on both sides for yourself, and you have a phone charger. Yeah, and it's very it's more spacious than you need. It's like here's your space, and we threw in some extra space just so you know you have some space. <laughs> and then the aisle is chill, and then you can tell that the the servers is that the word we would. use? The, yeah, the uh, the train attendants are happy because they get out of the other class and then they're <laughs> in our class slowly sauntering because they're like, ah. And they also have fewer people to attend uh, yeah. to attend to in the in the first class seats. Then you have then you have the business class, which are like these giant oh egg God. chairs. They're so chairs comfortable. That you have your own individual egg. Yes, so that you don't have to be disturbed by other people. And there's like a place to rest your feet as yeah, well. They are served properly. They get all kinds of little goodies and stuff. Yeah, and they're usually at the I think at the very top of the bullet train, and there's a soundproof door that closes, mm. and there's like all kinds of buttons, whatever, and you know you can push. I love buttons. What are the buttons for? Of, I don't know. Like on the the radio. I got one button in first class. I want more buttons. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to go to the weird egg, Jason, and sit in them. The, no egg. <laughs> you have to sit in the egg so you can have all the buttons to like either adjust your seat. You know how like in the second class or first class, I can't remember for sure, but in the in the, the second class seats, so mo- the most regular seats that you can get on a bullet train, mm. it, you have to use a little lever or something on the mm. side of it to, mm. or the little button to change your seat. In the business class, in the little weird egg that Jason doesn't like, <laughs> you get buttons to change not just the, you know, the how far the back of your seat reclines, also how tall your seats is and like the the leg parts, uh, uh, the part that supports your, your you shin. Do you want your feet your, to dangle? Yeah. Like, do you want to <laughs> dangle or do you want your, your feet to be, you know, popped up? So wow. you can just do that all by pressing little buttons on your side. And it's very accessible. I've actually never taken it. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I would I'm, love it I'm, good. I'm right here just waiting for you to say you were wrong about the weird eggs when you take <laughs> a business yeah, class. We'll talk about it. So um, we also have, you know, domestic flights and people fly a lot in China. We have high-speed rail. We have the domestic flights. We use pretty much all the same airplanes that they use in the U.S. and they're pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. What about taxis? Now, I think this is a big difference because, okay, if you're in a lot of places in the United States, excepting maybe New York, excepting maybe New York, the taxi driver is not going to talk to you. Yeah, I've had one occasion where they talked to me and I was extremely scared. This is not me being, this <laughs> is not, this, is, this is not me being, you know, whatever, but it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a New York taxi. It was an Uber and it was an mm. Uber back then. I think, I think it was they called, talk more in Ubers than taxis. Oh my God. Maybe. They definitely did. I think it was Uber. Did you see the movie Stuber? With that guy from... Uh, Silicon Valley. Was he in Silicon Valley? 
Yes. I, yeah, I saw Stuber. I definitely saw Stuber. Was it was with in Issa Rae. He was in Eternals. Was it with Issa Rae? Is that his name? Oh, I guess. No, Issa Rae is the girl. I don't know. Oh. Okay. He, he's trying to be really polite. He talks. He yeah. goes, oh, would you like a little snack? Would you like a little this? It's a hilarious movie. I remember. And then they got into like a big fight at the end of it. Or at some point there was a fight. Broke, yeah, yeah. Inside broke of like a sporting goods store. It yeah, was, yeah, It was a really funny. Sorry, going back anyway, to your story. So Uber. So it was, it was an Uber... VIP, I think it was Ooh. like you know, like one of the more expensive Who's services. <laughs> Me, no, Jason, because Jason rides first class and it's much a longer ride. Um, it was eight p.m. It wasn't super late, mm. and the train station was shut down for uh, renovation or some whatever reason. So I had to take an Uber to go home. It was a very short ride. That's why I picked the more expensive experience because I was like, it's not going to, it's not going to cost me too much. You know, it's not going to be a great difference. I don't want to go into too much details, but the, the gentleman decided to take my hand, mm-hmm. uh, asking me to high five him after I made a very random comment on the dog that was running uh, free without a leash. That scared me a little bit. Like he grabbed your hand? He did. After I high fived him, he grabbed my hand and tried to kiss my hand Whoa. and tried to pull my hand to the front. I was sitting in the back as well. I wasn't sitting on the passenger seat. It frightened me to no end I would that day. Wow. I mean, I I was like, yes, I know what. Because when you tell people stories like this, they're like, oh, but you can just like get out of the car. I'm like, theoretically, you are correct. <laughs> but when you are in a situation like that, your wow. mind draws a blank first and foremost. And you're like, I think I don't have any other choice but to listen to this guy, what he's trying to do. I tried to pull my hand back really hard. He didn't get it. I didn't let him kiss my hand, but like he did stop the car. He said, give me a high five. Basically, if you don't give me a high five, I'm not going to move this car. He actually stopped the car, asked me to give him another high five. Wow. Complained to Uber in the end. All I got was like three months half off, but I was like, you need to take him off the VIP yeah, you service. Need to maybe. <laughs> wow. That's, that is a crazy story, but I don't think that is representative of the industry. No, it's not. I think not. that's a very specific case. Yeah. You're listening to The Bridge. Taxi drivers here are so knowledgeable. And they love to talk about everything. And if you're a foreigner, they're like, oh, great, how's your Chinese? Where are you from? And they start immediately becoming your teacher. I actually learned that day when I was chatting with a taxi driver (laughs) that they had to pass English tests. Oh, wow. And if you actually pass the test and you get a higher level, you get a certificate, you get more money. For taxi taxi. For taxi taxi. Wow. Uh, You know, it used to be the rule, and I don't think it is anymore. When I arrived here in 2012, at least for the first five years I was here, Mm. every taxi driver was a Beijinger. If you were a taxi driver in Beijing, you had to be a Beijing or like a hukou, but it's not the case anymore. There's a too greater of a demand yeah. of, of, you know, taxis. And, and then of course there's Didi, which is like Uber in China and other services of similar nature. But sometimes if I'm really in a rush, I would much rather call a taxi because there's a better, better chance for me to get a driver that is a local Beijinger because yeah. they, they, they know, know how to, to go navigate. How to get there. Yeah, that's right. You, if you get someone from another province, no offense. I'm sorry if you're from, of course. If you're from Hubei or whatever. Like, no, you're not. But no, no offense to Hubei. Hubei is a lovely t- place to go. But I mean, <laughs> they don't know Beijing as well as a Beijinger. They could follow the GPS just fine. But sometimes, for example, like I got in a taxi the other day and from where I live to where I work, if you leave at the wrong time of the rush hour, it's a 20 minute difference. I want to tell you, know? you I, I know what you're saying. I want to talk about bad behavior. Oh, yes. So I want to tell you a story, actually. I know a person. I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. But this person is not a drinker. 
Mm. They don't like to drink. Yeah. And one night they went out with their friends oh, and they got really intoxicated mm. and got into a taxi. When I, they arrived at a small soiree I was having, yeah. I should say party. It's not a soiree. <laughs> we're not that suave. <laughs> but they showed up and they were, they smelled of vomit. And apparently driver. The taxi no, driver friend. was waiting in B1 oh, for God. someone to come help them clean the dashboard. Oh, dashboard. The dashboard. Because it had not only gone on the dashboard, it went into the dashboard oh my god so in the end the solution was to bribe them by giving them two it was i know this doesn't sound like enough and it's, it's not we gave them 200 rmb that's nothing it's nothing we found <laughs> a nice 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 cab driver and also buses you know yeah i think you get the same thing if you're in america and you're in china mm. and there's an elderly lady need desperately needs to sit down people yeah. are going to make way for them yes so i think actually in this case we have almost identical societal rules where yeah. people behave basically the same way to pregnant people and to elderly people in China people and need the extra United assistance. States. Yeah. Yeah. The same kinds of behaviors that would be frowned upon on an airplane or on a train of or course. anywhere else are the same in both places. That's just something that's more universal than we give it credit for. But like, I understand if you're in, um, for example, you've just arrived in China and you're like, oh, I'm going to take the public transportation. It's cr- way more crowded if you go on the subway mm. during the rush hour. Mm here than oh, it is in Beijing the and then some people would be like oh people here are like you know they don't wait in line or whatever I was like first off that's not always true second off you just have to get on that train my perception is actually the exact opposite of what you mm. said because I'm always seeing Twitter stuff of New York subway that is like it's disgusting I'm sorry it's doing? disgusting I think sometimes it must be street theater because I saw this guy <laughs> in like his underwear yes. in like a tub washing himself and someone was like dude you splashed water on me he got really mad and they got into a fist fight and what is going on it's like it, this can't be a, it has to be staged yeah, like, this, this happened in this, real life I, yeah so anyways in the in, that stuff does not happen in China people are no. pretty quiet the headphones you know they're used to not be a role people used to be a lot louder on the subway but now people are generally very well organized most of the time because yeah. the subway again the subway is i think i i haven't been back in new york in a long time but i feel like the subway is a lot faster i think they're installing here. cameras there i don't know if the subway's faster you may be right i think you probably are but i know that new york they're installing cameras in every car now which you would oh, assume they should but yeah, they, they don't should. have it it's so it's so i remember my rides in new york because that was like the only affordable transportation <laughs> method to me um leave two hours early and walk <laughs> i have i have missed classes i have gone the wrong direction i've had all kinds of experiences i felt like i've had the full-on new york subway experiences mm. thanks to the, the the way that things were set up i've also had people who without going into too much gross detail <laughs> wipe their snot on my sleeve oh gosh um, oh man yeah so a lot of weird things on in and i mean i've had new people york in beijing where they fall asleep on my shoulder I've had that. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, have I you? don't care. Like, you, you I know, just dude, you're, you're tired. Go to sleep. I don't care. Aww. Why would I like be all rude about that? That's that seems like if I was that person. What if they started you, drooling? <laughs> if, I, if I was that person, you know, you know, ever have the feeling where your eyelids feel like they're made out of lead when you're on the subway? 
And then you're going to, if you don't sleep, you're going to die. So like, I understand, like he put his head on my shoulder. I've had this happen a few times, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Whatever. It doesn't matter. Next time you find Jason in the subway. (laughs) And if you feel a little fatigue, make sure you go sit sit next to Jason. Please join us next time on the bridge. We are a show where (laughs) East meets West. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, Jason. Always a pleasure talking to you. 